Welcome to the What If Podcast with your hosts, Spencer Worth Davis and Ryan Copperood. Dong, dong. You opening with you know you're opening with dongs this week? Is that what we're doing? Yep. Just a, just two of them. Just two. Dong, dong. It was it wasn't even really a, it wasn't even a doorbell. It's a broken doorbell. It just goes dong dong <laughs> instead of ding dong. <laughs> That's, that's not what your doorbell does. You're, it's not just a man say, calmly saying "dong" when somebody rings your doorbell. Is ding? Do we say "ding dong"? Because usually doorbell chimes go like up down, right? So like "ding dong." So sure, d- it's so much weirder if it's just a monotone single note "dong <laughs> dong." Like that's such a weirder <laughs> doorbell. Why is "ding" the higher one though? Couldn't it be "dong ding"? No, because like "all" oh, it's like a low sound, and like "ting" is like a high sound. Hmm. In my mind, anyway. <laughs> it's all in my mind, Spencer. What what note range does dong cover? Is that like baritone and then ding is like... Dong, 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 dong. <laughs> yeah, I think you're donging. Uh. I think you're donging until you get to um, soprano. And then... Oh, all the way... Oh, geez, that's a long way to go. Well, because it's like, ding, dong. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's not that far. Maybe it's like alto. Yeah, you're 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 donging until you get to alto, and then alto up. Gotta be honest. As somebody who makes music for a living, I still don't know what those ranges actually mean in terms of note values. Oh, I don't either, for sure. I mean, I can, like... I just go back to show choir in high school. That's... Yeah. That's as far as I can be like, I don't. oh, yeah, that's roughly... <laughs> I, I understand what those people were singing. I know, like, the order they go in, but I couldn't tell you, like, the actual range. Anyway, hi, it's it's the What If Podcast. We're not I'm weird, Spencer. you're weird. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what do you what do you think of my one-week mustache progress? So, I, I actually did notice right when we hopped on the call, and I wanted to, I wanted to wait to talk, to discuss. It's awesome. <laughs> okay, and I good. really think you need to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Well, I already got the, uh, so my, my wife noticed at like noon that this had happened. We'd had several full conversations already. And then like the fifth time we talked today, she noticed that I had a mustache. Did she say, what is that? Uh huh. Cool, and cool, then cool. saw me again, like an hour later when I was getting set up to record and she's like, so how long is that going to be there for? <laughs> and you said it's a quarantine stash, honey. As well, long as we're in quarantine, this thing's growing. I do have a call with like some real folks that I work with as soon as we're done recording this. Um, so it's either going to last like an hour and a half or another week. We'll see. One more week. One more <laughs> week. One more week. It feels pretty good, honestly. I'm, I'm, Personally, I'm a fan. I think it looks great, man. Especially if you really let it like fill itself out. I feel like you. Would, right. It's a it's a vibe, bro. It's a really it's a week a vibe. is not a week is not a lot. It could use a little more to to thicken up. No, in fact, for people who like maybe only know you a little bit, they might on a Zoom call look at you and be like, "Oh, that's just sort of his five o'clock shadow," but it's just like stronger I'll just, there. I'll just stay like really close to my microphone. That's for perfect. This one. Just like yeah, I'll keep the microphone in front of the lower half of my face the whole time. Or get a pop filter like mine. That's a full circle pop filter, and then you can just right, like right. You, they'll never know. They'll ne- they'll barely even see your lips I'll, move. I'll just get two of them right next to each other, <laughs> and be like, "Man, he must have a really poppy microphone." 
Uh, for a second, I, when you said get two of them, I was envisioning you having one on top of the other one and just blocking your entire face. <laughs> uh, hey, look, my eyes, when when I hit my T's and my P's, my eyes just absolutely go nuts. So I got to block those off, too. In, in case I start crying really hard during this during this call. Hey, you don't want to just projectile, sure protected. projectile eject tears into your microphone slash onto your screen? Right, I mean, the liquid is bad, but then you get the sound, too. You get, like, little squishy eyeball sounds in the recording. Squishy That's no good. eyeball sounds. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Man, projectile mm. crying is a thing that uh, that is funny to me. Also, maybe put it on the list, projectile crying. Get you on one of those, like, Fox shows from the, the mid-2000s. Like, the guy who could, like, squirt shit out of his eyeball. Or the people that can extend their eyeballs really far. I'm sorry, what sh- what Fox shows are you talking about? Remember when Fox was just kind of, I mean, not that it's probably changed, but I haven't watched it in a long time. When they would just put kind of fucking whatever on TV on a nightly basis. And they'd have the one where like a bunch of little people were pulling an airplane against a, a an elephant. What is happening? The- are you... <laughs> the people- these are these are real things. Is I don't this know how interdimensional cable? Are you like <laughs> Fox, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google Fox Little People Airplane Elephant. Was your was your mom like hey, Spencer? Here's your after school snack of mushrooms. <laughs> go uh, go sit down um, in front of the TV. Okay, first of all, I fucking nailed it because the first result is a is a YouTube video of exactly the thing I was talking about. Which part? Because you said a lot uh, of different things in that very short period of time. No, so it's well. Let me. I'll read the YouTube description to you, Ryan. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, oh. you just heard an elephant. Scream. I was gonna say, was that an <laughs> elephant? What the fuck? The the description is what a race between elephants and humans pulling on a Boeing MDD DC tens looks like. Okay, and they have to describe this to you. They have um. I, it looks to be roughly like 25 little people wearing harnesses that are all attached to the front of an airplane. This sounds like a, and then they have, a jackass sketch you're describing right now. And then they have another airplane that is attached to a harness attached to an elephant, and they're racing like World's Strongest Man style to see who can pull the airplane faster. This is... It. What? What was the name of this show? And the second result of my Google search is the Wikipedia entry for Man vs. Beast, a series of sensationalistic television specials aired in the United States by the Fox Television Network. Okay, wait, time out. What did what does what beast are you competing against when you shoot stuff out of your eyeballs? No, okay. So <laughs> I was describing two different Fox shows in quick succession. Okay. That was unclear. And I was like, what the (laughs) fuck is happening? This sounds like a goddamn circus. Well, I mean, they both sort of were, but they were two separate circus, circus, I circuses, circai, circai, circai. Uh, so now we're going to Google Fox human. eye tricks, uh, tricks, human eye tricks. (laughs) Human eye tricks show. <laughs> ah, fuck. Nope. <laughs> Apparently, there's something. Fox Fox eye look is a makeup technique. That's not going to work. Mm. Fox TV world record eyeball. <laughs> world record. World's biggest eyeball. Yeah, okay. 
Uh, Guinness Damn. World Records furthest furthest eyeball pop. Maybe they just had like a Guinness World Records show. Oh, that on would Fox make more or something. sense. It was something like that. But there was a guy who would like shoot liquid out of his eyeballs. That's so unnecessary, <laughs> dude. For a second there, I was just thinking like, what kind of a what kind of a show would that be if it weren't a Guinness Book of World Records show? Like. Is that just like stupid human tricks or like what's the like what's the actual uh, what are we accomplishing here? We here? here we go. Uh this is from America's Got Talent. Performer squirts milk out of his eye. Ew. America's Got Talent 2015. Why milk? Could you pick a grosser <laughs> substance to shoot out of your eyeball, you nasty, mm. nasty man? <laughs> I also just had the anyway. realization when you were talking about Guinness Book of World Records that someone has to hold the Guinness Book of World Records record for the biggest eye, right? <laughs> That's a weird thing. <laughs> just the biggest? Yeah. Just got a real big eyeball. Or just one? Well, I don't know. I mean, it seems hard to grow two real big ones, but I mean, maybe you did. Are you saying are you saying this person only has one eye and it's giant, or they have one giant one and one regular size one? I'm saying like you know how when the Minnesota State Fair happens, like it won't this year, that like there are people who grow like the world's biggest pumpkin, and it's just like the one pumpkin in their patch that they like feed really well, and they like give it all. It's like you know, fertilizer and stuff. I'm saying mm. somebody just fertilized their one eye real, real good until it just <laughs> took over like half their face. Well, giant squids do apparently because my Google search for world's largest eyeball returned <laughs> that giant squids have eyeballs of up to 10 inches in diameter. Okay, but I meant like like who's got the biggest human eyeball though? Right. Because that's got to right. be a I'll thing, I'll add the right? word human. Uh, it's it's the same thing though. It's the the popping out of your head thing, not just like... Oh, because that makes them look bigger when you shoot them out of your own fucking have you, face. Have you seen these videos I'm talking about? Um, I mean, I've it's, seen all video of people doing this. I know it's like a, isn't it like you have a specific, like some people have a specific muscle that lets them do this? I don't know. It looks terrifying though. I hate it. Anyway, uh, what's bringing you joy this week oh. or these last five days or whatever it's been? Not a lot right now, bud. Not a lot. <laughs> Come on. I slept like two hours last night. Feeling a little good. Good job. <laughs> feeling a little goofy. Got some Zyrtec in my system. My eyeballs feel weird. It's a bit fucked, but oh. I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> um, None of those sound very joyous. Come on. You got this. That's been bringing me joy this week. Um... Get there. It's honestly, bro. It's I keep doing the same thing, but like I keep making really bomb ass meals, dude. What'd you make? I mean, we we'll start it instead. Of, is it is it joy? We'll just start a Ryan's kitchen segment. Honestly, I'd be all about that because <laughs> I've been spending so much time in the kitchen. Um, I made some like very traditional uh, meatballs and a homemade marinara sauce last night. Uh, oh and yeah, it was fucking super duper chronic, and I. Uh, ate it with my super duper chronic. He yeah. says, and I served it with my uh, my sourdough bread, my homemade sourdough bread, bro. I'm making oh, shit. all my shit, bro. Oh shit! Now, How would Paul Hollywood rate your bread? You know what? How was the crumb? Was it dense? <laughs> um, did it bounce back when you poked it? It bounced back 
it bounced back when I poked it, bro. Was it uh, was it over or underproved? It was underproved for sure. Underproved. Oh, I know. Dick. So it had a tight crumb. It had a tight crumb. A too mm. tight of a crumb, but flavor was really good, and there was some good pockets. So it wasn't handshake worthy, but it was it was solid. Wait, does Paul Hollywood not shake people's hands when they fuck up? He only shakes people's hands if they make something truly extraordinary. Oh wow, that is yeah. that seems like sort of emotionally abusive in a way. <laughs> he he kind of is. Oh man, that's Paul Hollywood. That's the second time I've heard that man's uh, name this week, and that's. That's enough. If you if you ever want a good laugh, check out his Instagram. It's it's glorious. What a name! I mean, just what a name on a guy, you know? Yeah, what a especially guy. for a Brit. Especially for a what? A Brit. Oh yeah. How do you like? Is Hollywood a real name? That's got to be a, an assumed name, right? I don't think so. I mean, I knew a guy named Paul Hamburger. So if somebody can be named Paul off. Hamburger, somebody can definitely be named Paul Hollywood. Okay, wait, but Hollywood. Is a, I think he played, or well, back when we had sports, he played for the Saints. Paul Hamburger played for the Saints? <laughs> he sure did. Are you sure that wasn't just a deal that our, like, Division Three baseball team was, like, running where they served people hamburgers if he, like, hit a home run or something? And they called him <laughs> Paul Hamburger? No. Or was it Mark? Ah, oh, fuck. Mark Hamburger. Mark Hamburger Mark, yeah. is honestly better than Paul Hamburger for some reason. But like, uh, why is how is your family name Hollywood? Can it I'm be? I'm so confused. Mark Hamburger, yeah, former pitcher, lives in a trailer <laughs> named Marv. His trailer oh, is named Marv. Yeah, this guy's my superhero, dude. He's got he's yeah, got like this dude. Yeah, I remember this dude now. Yeah, he, okay. he was the pitcher with the long hair. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I remember this guy. So he's he's our age. We graduated the same year. He went to Moundsview. And one of uh one of my good friends in high school was like the second best pitcher in the Twin Cities at the same time as this dude and they were homies. Oh my god, amazing. Um and my friend got a like a 13 on his AT- ACTs and couldn't go to college and Mark Hamburger went on to I think play in the majors at one point. I yeah, I mean he yeah dude he's great he fucking lives in his trailer and like makes enough money to go fucking surf the country and play his guitar and shit he's a fucking badass yeah he played for the saints for a minute yep uh paul john hollywood is the son of bakery proprietor john f hollywood there you go i just don't understand how you get the last name hollywood all right i'll look into it later but a hamburger is fine yeah, because I think if Ham- we're looking into names that shouldn't be names. Ham- start with the sandwich. Hamburg is a place, and hamburger is like is like a somebody who's a Hamburg person. You know, well, holly is a a plant, and wood is a plant. That makes sense. Holly plants and places, but Hollywood is a place in California where fucking movies get made. Not a place in Britain where old guys run bakeries. But do you think that's the original, that's the origin of the word Hollywood is is the Well, I know Holly and Wood are real things, but in terms of places you can be from, his dad is not from Hollywood the place. But I'm saying they may share a mutual origin if you go far enough back. I bet somebody is screaming at their iPod, yeah. their iPod or iPhone or listening device Those right now. Fucking dumb. You know, 
like I always say. I love you guys, but we don't know you should. <laughs> We're going to um, figure th- some things out. My joy, before we forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is I, Hit me with I your joy, I bought a fucking set of golf clubs. Oh, so I'm going to start whacking some golf balls around. God, here. that's amazing, bud. How, I, how'd you go about buying golf clubs in a, in a quarantine pandemic, bud? I have the internet. But I feel like people, golf people clubs bring are anything you to your house to, if you put some money in, put some numbers in their digital bank account. I I feel like uh, I feel like there's a there's like a fit fit and hold vibe, you know. Oh, see, I haven't grown since the last time I bought some. Yeah, oh, so you just measured your old golf club and said this will do. Yeah, like I'm this big. This size golf club used to work for me. I'm still this big. It should still work. Um, all right. Well, I bet all of our fucking British listeners want to fucking murder me, but there's a Hollywood in Worcestershire in <laughs> England. Yeah, there you go. A population of 4,500 people, so it's pretty small. But that Hollywood would have existed before the California Hollywood because fucking... England's been around way longer than we have. Because most things existed before the United States? Preach. Uh, Great news, though. There is a Hollywood, Minnesota, and we should go there. (laughs) And bake some bread. And bake some bread. Hello, I'm Ryan Hollywood, distant sixth (laughs) cousin of Paul John Hollywood, and I'm here to test your bread. We don't even make bread here. Paul Hollywood hamburger. Poke Hollywood hamburger. (laughs) Oh, mixtape. Lit, bro. All right. I'm going to whack some golf balls around for the first time in, like, I don't know, at least 10 years. Let's, it's going to be fun. Let's go to a driving range, bro, and drink a pitcher of beer 10 feet away from each other. I don't know where you're going to get a pitcher of beer, but I'm down. Uh, from my fridge and the pitcher in my cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> then you can, like, bring cans and a pitcher and then empty them into each other? I will pour my cans into my pitcher, and I will drink directly out of the pitcher because ain't nobody sharing it with me. I guess you could do that, yeah. Maybe I can just get just get two straws. We'll go ham. You, you just connect a bunch of straws. I can be like Re- ten feet away from you. It's really, really long straws. Yeah, oh. my spit will never get back to the other end of it. It'll be fine. That makes sense. I'm with yeah, it. That's just I'm, that's just science. I, that's just science. I'm on board. <laughs> but yeah, if if you just like buy some shit, I, I don't know. I gave somebody a couple hundred bucks, and then golf clubs showed up on my step. That's how things work these days. Did you do second swing? I sure did. Hell yeah, you did second swing, bro. Yep, and I bought some golf clubs that were made about the same time as the last set of golf clubs that I had like 15 years ago. You got a full set for only a couple hundred bucks? I, yeah, I set my budget for like everything I would need to play golf at 500 bucks and came in just under it. Hell yeah, pimp. So like driver, irons, putter, bag. Terrific. Some other, some other shit. Terrific. Yeah. I mean, if you're willing to like play on 15-year-old clubs, you can do it pretty cheaply. Yeah, and like for the level, for the degree of golf you're about to be playing, I feel like that is... It's a stick that you hit a ball with. Like how much technology (laughs) do you really need to update from year to year? Uh, I think they would lead you to believe every six months, but... It's like you got a baseball bat. It's been the same thing since 1909. Like if it's not broken, you don't need a new one. No, but we contoured it. What do you mean you contoured it? <laughs> yeah, shut up. You better shut up. 
Uh, Ryan, you want to talk about some weird shit from another northeastern United State? I'd be delighted to. Okay. So I got really into the Bridgewater Triangle this week. Because I love the concept of just like certain shapes of the United States being spooky and weird shit happening. Like for some reason there would be a triangle in Massachusetts where just like all the interdimensional Bigfoots and aliens and Thunderbirds and alien big cats just go ham because that's their, they signed like some ancient treaty millions of years ago. Let's, let's write a blog post about the South Dakota oval. You could, you totally could, and some goof ass would write a, an an Amazon ebook about it. Totally, and we could be quoted in it as the originators of the, the South, South Dakota Th- Oval. We just, <laughs> we just need to find five newspaper cases of people who got like scared or murdered or something <laughs> in in one general area. <laughs> would be like, ooh, this is the South Dakota Oval. What you know about that? <laughs> the Minnesota trapezoid. Ooh, very strong. Very <laughs> strong. The long we'll get we'll hyper specific, the Longfellow rhombus. Ooh. It's just like Ooh. five blocks, but it cuts diagonally a couple times. Two of the corners are your house and my house. <laughs> yep. Just gotta find two others and connect them with some slanty lines. Perfect. I think that's what a rhombus is, right? Uh, it's like a, yeah. A rectangle if you like squished it a little bit. Uh yeah, or like if you cut the top off a pyramid. Eh? If you cut a pyramid off at the top and took the triangle piece. That's a, that's a triangle, bro. Huh? That would, that's a triangle. No, you remove that piece and throw it in the garbage, and what you're left with is a rhombus. Oh, 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 oh. I see. <laughs> that's a triangle, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, rhombus, you're right. It? That is a triangle. <laughs> Three sides. Damn it, I fucked it up again. Isn't the rhombus two sets of parallel sides still, though? It's just not right angles? Whatever. None of this matters. Y'all are yelling at Bridgewater Triangle. <laughs> it's a triangle in southeastern Massachusetts. Um, first, the the term was first coined in Lauren Coleman's 1983 book, Mysterious America. So mm. all you got to do is write it down once, and then like 40 years later, people will still be telling goof-ass stories about it. Here we go. Um, so it's, it's between the towns of... Uh, Abington, Freetown, and Rehoboth, which Rehoboth, Rehoboth, R E H O B O T H, fantastic. And there's all sorts of wild shit that supposedly happens there. Um, I don't even know where to start, so we're just gonna jump around to a bunch of different weird shit that is alleged to have happened in this triangle. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you believe in the like possibility that there are certain places on the planet that are like hotbeds for whatever you want to call it, paranormal activity. Uh, Do you believe in that conceptually? It seems like if, so if, if we're like going umbrella paranormal activity as cryptids, UFOs, all the shit, ghosts, all the shit in the triangle. Yeah. Um, it does seem like if that stuff is happening, 
it probably wouldn't happen equally everywhere, right? Whether it's aliens visiting, you're probably not going to go to another planet and pick a location arbitrarily, right? Yeah, probably. Just like if we send, even if we send like a little rover guy to Mars, we know where it's supposed to land and we picked that place intentionally and it stays like in a relatively small region. Sure. Yeah, I'm with that. Or if you have hauntings, you know, I think the the most common explanation of ghosts and poltergeisty shit is that it's some sort of like residual spiritual energy, either from a person or some event or something. So it makes sense that that would be somewhat localized. Right. Um, I guess with cryptozoological things, like if there actually are apes that live in the forest, yeah, they probably only live in certain places. Right. If there's some sort of weird interdimensional being, whatever that might mean, there's probably some, I don't know, if we're going with the, like, creatures moving between dimensions, that would probably be location-specific to some degree. Right, right. Um, So on that level, yes. In the sense of like Bermuda Triangle or Bridgewater Triangle or the Longfellow Rhombus, I think it's mostly just us trying to assign patterns and categories to things that don't make sense to us. Okay. I'm with it. I was just curious. And then I think you you also fall into like these things build on themselves. So like once one right. weird thing is reported in an area and like you have the the Bermuda Triangle, for example. Once one boat or plane goes missing, then anytime anyone does, it gets reported, whereas in other parts of the world it may not. Right. And they're and they're a hundred percent self fulfilling in that like every time right. anything at all happens, there's already an umbrella like arc that it can be tied back up to. It's exactly. not it's not dissimilar from the politest shit of being like, oh well, now every time anyone goes missing in any of the areas he's ever said, it's like, see, it's part of my thing. I made a thing and it's all part of my thing. Um he he takes this to an extreme, yeah. Right. Of like his uh his fucking what are what does he call it? His profile points. Right. It's an ever expanding list of like Dozens of totally unrelated things that when you combine all of them cover like the entire fucking planet. Right. And it's almost like in some ways he uses this very far out, like ridiculous concept to account for it. And this place like, like Bridgewater is just like, we'll just use a geometric shape. (laughs) It's, you know, it's sort of like here ish. We don't uh, sort of around here. Our unified theory of what's going on here is an extremely only, basic elementary geometric shape. And that is it the only extent. goes as, as far as Rehoboth. Yes. Anything out, any weird shit outside of Rehoboth, uh, we, we're not responsible for Unrelated. It. <laughs> if it's in, if it's in between these three plot points, it's related. You get down to Wooster, that ain't us. That's a different Bigfoot. <laughs> Before we jump into the weird shit, we got to talk about better help for just a minute. Ryan. Spencer. What interferes with your happiness? 
Oh boy. We don't have we don't have enough podcasts to make that list. Well, if you don't want to tell me about it, uh, you can go to BetterHelp.com and they will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Heck yeah. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. Uh, you can start communicating in under 24 hours from signing up. Um, and it's not self-help. It is professional counseling. They are committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you ever need to. Um, it's more affordable than traditional counseling, and they offer financial aid. Plus, what's better than being able to text or do video or email with uh, with a counselor at any time you need? They're super flexible, and their service is available for clients worldwide. And they have licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, self-esteem, and a whole bunch of other stuff. If you want to start living a happier life today, just go to betterhelp.com slash what if and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash what if. Everybody's going to therapy 2020. So I guess let's start with oh, one more thing on that is when you with the paranormal shit, I think it's even worse because now anytime anybody sees a bear, it's a Bigfoot. Anybody, anytime anyone sees a light in the sky, it's a UFO. Right. Um, we'll get to, or maybe we can start with one about there. There was there were reports of like a a quote alien big cat running around in the uh, in parts of the triangle. Amazing. Which is based not actually from outer space, but the idea that like big cats are sighted in places where they are not supposed to exist. Right. Um. The concept is most commonly tied to the UK, where there have been reports of like panthers and shit in the English countryside. Haven't there been like pretty normal explanations for that stuff though? Um, sometimes, yeah. I mean, at, like as Tiger King showed us, people keep them as pets, right? And sometimes that shit goes wrong. Or a traveling circus from fucking wherever came through your town and one escaped and you're like, well, <laughs> we right. got to go next town, next town. <laughs> so in, in this case, the, uh, the Mansfield mystery cat, as it was called, was reported several times. Um, a cat roughly the size of a mountain lion, which you could just say was probably a mountain lion. Yes. Um, but then eventually in 1993, they actually found a serval living in the woods, which is a, a big cat that I was not familiar with. What did you call it? A serval, S-E-R-V-A-L. Oh, I've heard of that before. <clears throat> they're like, they're little big cats um, from North Africa, usually. What if that was your your producer name was Big Cats, but your rapper name was Little Big Cats? <laughs> Young, young serval. A young serval. I just like I just like you going by big cats and little big cats is your two different <laughs> names. Uh, they're only like two feet tall and weigh between eighteen and forty pounds, so they're just like a big house cat, but they look cooler. And they're not supposed to be in Massachusetts. Well, right, they're supposed to be in Northern Africa, but there was one in Massachusetts for some reason. So, like, yeah, that would be weird until you just figure out how it got there, right? Like, then it's just a cat that somehow got to 
Massachusetts. And since it was a smaller one, somebody probably just owned it and it escaped or they let it go once it got to weigh 40 pounds. Right, right, right. Um, there have also been reports of killer dogs in Abington, Massachusetts. A Someone who owned, owned horses reported that a giant dog killed two of their horses by chomping out their throats. Holy shit. So this dog was a big enough to get up to a horse's throat, which is, I don't know, four or five feet off the ground, at least probably. Right. Several hands high. And then like bite the throat of these two horses out and kill them. I feel like, uh, Wolves exist? I was just going to say, I feel like a pretty common name for a killer dog would be a wolf, but... I don't... Again, I don't think that wolves are native to Massachusetts. Um, Let me see. States with wolf populations from wolf.org. Fantastic. I know we got some here. You ever seen one in person? Um... Yes, not in uh not in the wild, but um the University of Minnesota has a wolf po- or University of Minnesota, what am I talking about? The Minnesota Zoo has a wolf population. Right, right. And then there's a wolf refuge in northern Minnesota that I went to once a long time ago. Um uh, I'm trying to find a good map. Okay, so there are some in North well. Uh, these maps are shit. This is telling me local news from Hampton County is telling me, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry guys, I'm a little under the weather today, um, that there are no wolves in the area, but if you think you are seeing wolves across Massachusetts, you are probably actually seeing coyotes. Okay, okay. Do coy- yeah, coyotes could probably take out a horse, right? Dude. Those fuckers are nasty. They are so nasty, dude. I have a friend with a terrible so, story about how nasty wolves are or how nasty coyotes are. According, according to the Wolf Conservation Center, there are, so we have, uh, well, okay, Alaska has the most with seven, between seven and 11,000 wild gray wolves. The Western Great Lakes states have f- roughly 4,000 and the Rockies and the Pacific Northwest. Then North Carolina has Red wolves, which I don't know what those are. Sounds badass, though. We got the most outside of Alaska, though. Fuck with us. Oh, let's go, 2,600 gray wolves in Minnesota. Let's go, baby. Um, So, yeah, coyotes or wolves or giant dogs, killer dogs are taking out horses. Okay. Which is fucked. Which is sort of a bummer, but also, like, nothing too weird so far. I mean... We're working our way up. No, I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, nothing's nothing's made me go like, oh, geez, Rick, that's, you know. How about uh, snakes, quote, as large as stovepipes reported in the 1930s? Oh, oh, <laughs> Fuck that. That's some anaconda uh, shit. Which, again, pretty fucking weird, but not, like, impossible? Right. Right. I mean, a, a stovepipe is what? Like <clears throat> eight inches across, maybe? Yeah. Ten? Yeah. 
I mean, that's like a boa constrictor sized snake, which would be big, pretty fucked up to see boy. in Massachusetts. And again, like people keep snakes. Probably less so in the 1930s. Sure. And they shouldn't be existing in the that size in the wild in Massachusetts, I'm guessing. Right. Uh, snake species in Massachusetts. Yeah, none, none of these are that big. Ooh, we've got an Eastern Black Racer. That's a tight name for a snake. Yeah, just a bunch of... Oh, they got the fucking timber rattlers. My least favorite snake. My least favorite snake. <laughs> so yeah, no, nothing that should be like 10 inches across. Um, and they only have two venomous boys, the timber rattler and the northern copperhead. Mm. Uh, no other exotic venomous snakes are native to Massachusetts. Uh, but yeah, people that were like clearing wooded areas reported seeing giant snakes and being like chased out of the woods by them. Serpents, bro. Serpents. Fuck them. Fuck them. Uh, we also have thunderbirds apparently in this area. Let's go. Thunderbirds slash maybe pterodactyls. So we still need to do an episode on dinosaur, modern dinosaur sightings. I would absolutely love to. I didn't even really know that was a thing. It, I mean, it's probably not, but it's not any less of a thing than any of the other shit we talk about. A homie who listens to the show sent me a TikTok video from 9gag of a couple guys who put like a, a TikTok video from 9gag. Yes. Okay. I have a couple guys who straight up put a like Halloween costume on their mini drone. And mm. when they flew it around the Halloween, co- it was like one of those like black robed, like sort of. They made a Dementor. What's that? They made a Dementor. Like straight up. It totally looks like yeah. a Dementor with like the robe like flowing out the back. And all I could think was. Man, this would explain so many, like, fucking Chicago Mothman or what, right, whatever, right. whatever, like, sightings. Flying that humanoid like sightings. Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, there was a police officer. I couldn't find his first name. Last name Downey. The, all the information on this is super dubious. Um. Most of it comes from that one Lauren Coleman book that we mentioned earlier. And then there was a documentary made a couple years ago um, based on and then kind of expanding on that book and with more modern reports. Otherwise, it's just like one of those things where there are 50 different blog posts about, but they're all like sharing all the same language. And they all just exclusively cite each other. Right. And it's not clear who was first. So there's just like... It's like if you took the Spider-Man meme and just added like 45 more Spider-Men to it. I actually it. think somebody's made that before. I think I've seen it. <laughs> uh, that's like, that's the work cited page of all of these posts. That's fantastic. Anyway, this dude, uh, a cop, last name Downey, claimed to see a bird that looks sort of like a pterodactyl with a 12-foot wingspan. Yikes. Which, I, I'm guessing there aren't any birds that big in Massachusetts. 12 Largest foot wingspan? Sounds like a fucking ostrich bun. 
Well, let me tell you, (laughs) I found an article from uh, South Coast Today called Mystery Emu on the Lamb. Whoa. (laughs) Wait, but emus can't fly either, can they? No. Um, I don't think so. I don't think they can either. I think they're just like, uh, they're basically ostriches, right? That is also my understanding. Do emus fly? Uh, Maybe they should put... No, they don't. Do emus make good pets? Do emus attack humans? Big time. Wow. Their legs are amongst the strongest of any animal and are powerful enough to tear down metal fencing. Fuck Yeah, and they have big fucking nasty claws on their feet and they can like hardcore fuck people up. Yikes. Um, can emus be tamed? <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, um, Freetown, Massachusetts, uh, two lifeguards initially reported seeing a large ostrich like bird run past them in a state forest. And, uh, they eventually tracked this, this guy down. But there was an emu running around Freetown, Dartmouth, and Lakeville for about two weeks in 2006. And they don't know where it came from, but speculate it may have escaped from a local farm because apparently people farm emus in Massachusetts. I've heard of that happening. Have you ever driven past the uh, the alpaca farm on 94 in Wisconsin? Fuck yeah, I have. <laughs> it's fucking great. Do you think that's... Oh, shit. Wait, today's Tuesday, right? Correct. Ah, there's a new episode of uh, the Skinwalker Ranch today. Oh, geez. And it's the alpaca episode. We're going to have to talk about it on the Patreon this week. <laughs> I will definitely be watching that Going to need my update, bud. Tell me the crazy. <laughs> uh, all right, so emus, giant <laughs> thunderbird things. So what you're saying snakes, is we got ourselves a goddamn zoo in this triangle. Killer dogs, big cats. Um, let's move up the believability or down the believability scale a bit. Up the, up the weird and, scale. Yeah. Um, we've got so, lots of Bigfoot sightings. God, let's go. Hey, and, we're still in the, in the docu- animal kingdom. Yeah, right, right, right. We're, we're getting up to Ronald Reagan seeing UFOs yeah. later. We're working our way up. Yes. There. Um, in the documentary, the Bridgewater Tri- Triangle documentary, which is available on Amazon prime. Oh, one one other thing for Patreon. I'm going to download uh, fucking UFO Tough Guy. Uh, Stephen Greer's yeah. new new summon UFOs with your consciousness app and give it a shot and report back on Thursday. Oh, let's go. Or Friday. Can, can you guide me through it and we can do one simultaneously while on the show? Um. Well, you got to be outside. I got windows. Which which might make recording a little bit tricky. I got windows. Uh, you got a couple of cables you could string together, bring your mic outside? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually... You drop some extras in your mailbox. Technically, technically, my shit doesn't need power, so I could just take my laptop outside. Oh, there you go. Yeah, perfect. Um, 
But yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a waste ten dollars of our Patreon supporters money on downloading that app and trying to summon some UFOs to my backyard. Funding our fuckery is what y'all have been doing for <laughs> many years now and we appreciate you. Go to patreon.com slash what a podcast. If you want to see last week's Patreon episode, which we did on video and also to get an yeah. update on how Spencer's UFO summoning goes. And if the aliens got the alpacas from Skinwalker Ranch. Well, we gonna, you're going to learn today. We I mean, gonna learn you could figure that today. out on your own by watching that show. But anyway, so in this documentary on Amazon Prime uh, about the Bridgewater Triangle, they mentioned just sort of in passing a story about Bigfoot picking up a police car. And I can't find anything else about it. <laughs> you can't mention that in passing. That's what I'm saying. That's I, I tried all, all sorts of Google combinations and couldn't find anything about Bigfoot picking up a police car in Massachusetts. Wow. So somebody please make that into a drawing. Yeah, if if anyone knows anything about that, please send it our way. Um but there have been tons of Bigfoot reports in going back to at least the 70s when a dude named Joe DeAndrade um, was walking around a pond called Clay Banks and he saw what he called a, quote, apish and man thing lumbering through the woods. Okay, fair. Um, he went back and tried to find it again later but couldn't. But a dude named John Baker, a couple years later, saw something very similar from his canoe. So he was paddling his canoe near the banks yep. and first first heard something moving on the shore next to him, like through the woods. Yep. Looked over and saw a huge, like, man-ape thing basically tracking him from the shore as he was paddling his canoe. Sick. Mm-hmm. Um... So we got two, well, two and a, we'll call it two and a half Bigfoot sightings. Two and a half feet. If you count, if you count the, <laughs> the police car one. That's two and a half. That's the, uh, the history channel version or, or discovery channel version of two and a half men. It's just two and a half big feet. <laughs> um, do you want UFOs? Satanists? Demons oh. or puck or puckwudgies next. The fuck is a puckwudgie? The puck is <laughs> okay, a fuckwudgie. We'll <laughs> Wudgie's a fuck pucky. <laughs> fuck pucky. Uh, uh, puck fucky is a creature that are they're about two to three feet tall, and they have even man. Sometimes I'm just so, my expectations are so fucking low for all this stuff, <laughs> and I'm just continually disappointed <laughs> by by any and everyone who bothers to write about this shit. I'm not going to say where this is from because I just roasted them, but the direct quote is, two to three feet in height and with smooth, hairy, gray skin. Smooth and hairy. And with smooth, hairy, gray skin. Mm. That is said to glow on occasion. It's said to. Somebody said it glows. I don't know who, but we're not going to look that far <laughs> into it. We're just going to say somebody once said. So the Pukwudgies are, are little guys, uh, kind of fuzzy. Sometimes they glow, and they just cause a bunch of 
They're just troublemakers and pranksters out in the woods. This description I have says, The Pukwudgie is two to three feet tall, can appear and disappear at will. It's like Tight. a fucking house elf. Uh, we're once <laughs> friendly to humans, but now are known to kidnap mm. people, push them off cliffs, attack victims with short knives Damn. and spears, and use sand to blind their victims. <laughs> I mean, most of, <laughs> most of these things could apply to Dobby, honestly. Yo, that's <laughs> pocket super sand. true. But also... Dobby plays pocket sand. <laughs> pocket sand. <laughs> Jump scare. <laughs> uh... God damn the pick! How are they gonna blind? They they'd have to jump really high to blind somebody with sand if they're two feet tall. That or they just got they got pow, they got fucking Mark just got a fucking can. They got Mark Hamburger throwing arms, bro. Just like just eighty mile per hour fastball pitching that sand up into your face piece. Oh, god damn it! Some of this shit is dumb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my description said these creatures are also said to be competent magic users and shapeshifters. Okay. Competent magic users. Put it on the list. <laughs> also, I mean, We've, you can't just say that. You can't just say that these beings no one ever has seen is a competent magic user. Come on. <laughs> well, I, the only story I could find about somebody who maybe saw one is a guy named Bill. Who was out walking his dog. And uh, he comes up to a like a streetlight. And a little dude, about three feet tall, walks out from the darkness and stands in the in the streetlight. <laughs> He's hairy, three feet tall, naked, and with a big old pot belly. And he says, "Face look kind of like a chipmunk." Cool. And he and he's just repeated Ewan Chu to him over and over with his hand out. Okay, Ewan Chu. Um. Bill turned his ass around and walked back home. <laughs> and that was the end of the story. <laughs> Come on, Bill. You know you're not supposed to take LSD before you walk your dog, bud. I, You know what, though? I, I fuck with Bill's Bill's approach here. A little little fuzzy guy comes out of the woods and starts talking to you? Just turn around and keep it going the other way. I don't need to know anything else about what's going on here, but I know it's not for not me. Not today, Satan. <laughs> I am uninterested. Speaking of Satan. Take me there. Uh, well, not there too Satan, been, but, you know. <laughs> take me, Satan. There have been some actual satanic-ish activities in the Freetown Forest. Cool. Which is in the Bridgewater Triangle. Uh... In the 70s and 80s, police frequently found um, all kinds of weird shit, uh, including an underground bunker that was full of, like, pentagrams and drawings and things that looked like they might be used uh, in cult activities and, quote, possibly even human sacrifice. In the 1980s, Somebody was walking through the woods and, or had a shack in the woods, I guess. It says a bog worker complained of trespassers converging on his shack dressed in black robes. That is one hell of a sentence. First of all, I have no idea what a bog bog worker worker means, even a little bit. (laughs) Second of all, get off my lawn 
inside of like the scariest triangle ever, but also just referring to your in residence as a shack is like sort of a weird way to do yeah. that. Maybe it was bubbles. <laughs> hey, I gotta protect my kitties. <laughs> Uh, when the man contacted police, investigators found a large pentagram in the ground uh, made up of carefully placed stones. The stones were taken away, but when authorities visited the scene the following day, the pentagram stone configurations were reportedly back to their precise location. Cool. A self-reorganizing yep. Satan portal. Yep. Lit. Um Several reports of cattle mutilations. This really uh, has in, the whole in the 90s. This has the whole every ingredient, man. This is the it's the yeah, dude. It's the crunch wrap supreme of fucking paranormal activity, bro. We we won't get into it, but there have been some uh some weird ass murders and disappearances in the area. Nope. None of that, please. Um some kids robbed a grave and stole the person's skull because they said they could gain power by drinking out of it. Oh, okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking find a TV show. <laughs> what the fuck? You guys silly? I'm still going to send it. Hey, I mean, you can't know unless you try, though, right? Hey, you guys, How It's Made on, is on. Do you want to drink some Code Red and watch How It's Made? Um. Another day, another beer. <laughs> no, actually, I was thinking we could uh, we could steal a bottle of my dad's scotch, go into the woods, and rob a grave, and get drunk out of the fucking skull. <laughs> oh, well, that's another that's another idea, I guess. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, let's see, UFOs. Let's do UFOs. There's uh, somebody. A couple people reported a quote flying lantern as far back as 1908. How big is this area? I mean, I know Massachusetts ain't all that big in general. 200 square miles, roughly. This is a lot of bullshit for one small space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, man. <laughs> um. So yeah, flying lantern in 1908. In the 70s, I wrote the 1070s, but that's supposed to be the 1970s. Uh, Jerry Lopez and some guy named Steve saw a flying home plate the size of five 747s wing to wing that had a that had a power cord hanging down from it. God damn, that's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and another dude named Ron Baker uh, soon after saw a flying home plate that he said was the size of two football fields. Okay, multiple flying home plates is actually kind of interesting, though. Ryan, would you like to uh, approximate the size of either two football fields or five 747s wing-to-wing for well, us? Well, two football fields has been done for us. There's no more approximating right. involved there. <laughs> Seven Football fields is like the, the ultimate common denominator. It can't be reduced it's, any it's further. It's the American way of how far away anything is. Bottom <laughs> football field. Uh... Uh, fucking five 757s? 47s, wing to wing. Five 747s. Yep, tip to tip. Uh, I'd say that's uh, it's about seven or eight football fields. <laughs> <laughs> so we got just everything has to be measured in different like sporting sporting I'll, goods. I'll, we got a home plate the size of of seven football yeah, fields. I like that I like that football fields can both be an area and a distance. It's perfect. <laughs> it was about uh 
It's about 326 baseball bats up in yeah, the air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like the power cord hanging down from it, though. Like, you got to charge that shit in the winter if you leave it out overnight. Was it just flying in a circle because it had reached the end of its cord and it just... Because <laughs> it was a kite? Yeah, it just was... <laughs> Uh, um, the Hakamak Swamp is a, is one of the places that's also like especially fucked, I guess. Inside of this um, triangle, yeah, it's the the Hakamak Swamp and that forest that I said earlier, uh, Freetown Forest, are the two most fucked locations, I guess. This this is for sh- well, go ahead, sorry. No, you, this that's a good time to to interject. I was gonna say this is for sure one of those situations where it's like. They maybe had a few weird things happen, and now this book is able to be written because so many people in the area are like, yeah, you hear about the weird shit that happens over here? Yeah, one time my buddy, and then it's just insert literally anything that could have possibly happened there, and it's all this thing. I'll run through just a couple more to to really make that point for you. Um, Ronald Reagan saw a UFO there in 1974. Let's go. He was flying. Uh, this was when he was governor of. Where was he governor? Don't know. California. I'm. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say yes. That sounds right to me. Um, I don't know. You look it up. I'll tell the story. He was flying his Cessna over a part. Um, there's a there's a rock quarry within this triangle somewhere. Uh, he was flying over it in his Cessna with Air Force Colonel Bill Paytner, and they saw a strange light tailing their plane um, that they said accelerated, decelerated, stretched out, like became elongated, um, and then shot straight up into the air and disappeared. Okay. Mm-hmm. We were right, California. Nailed it. Um, I wrote down in my notes from the documentary Lake Nipponicket Forest Monkeys. I don't really remember what that was about. Whoa. But apparently there are monkeys that live in the forest. We're back. We're back in the animal kingdom. Let's go. <laughs> um, people have reported seeing weird orbs or spook lights near the dog track in Raynham. Oh, my God. This is just yep, can't stop, yep. won't stop. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Oh, I wrote down this UFO report just because the quote from the woman who saw it is fantastic. Yes. Uh, Give it to me. Area resident Courtney Cullen says she saw a UFO in the summer of 1999 um, while at a cookout in Bridgewater near Lake, Lake Nipponicket, where there are apparently forest monkeys. Okay. And she said, quote, suddenly there was a noise, wicked loud. And next there were lights in the sky, no color, but just bright lights. They were descending fast, like coming straight at the house behind where we were at the cookout. And it, and just as it seemed the lights were going to crash into the house, they darted sideways at this unbelievable speed and just disappeared. But what I also remembered is that soon after we saw the lights, more than one helicopter appeared in the sky in the area where the lights were. Wicked so we fucking wick- loud. <laughs> Which, you know, could have been the helicopters, but whatever. <laughs> One one light uh, one light to rule them all. Both the helicopters and then, a, is the UFOs is. <laughs> That's my favorite conspiracy theory is is just people who think helicopters are spooky. 
black helicopters. They have to be. Yeah, don't they have to be black? I think they have to be black. Well, traditionally, yes. They got to be black. Like this object that we that we know existed and has been around for whatever seventy years. So spooky. The spookiest must be the bro. aliens. The spookiest. It's a UFO disguising itself as a helicopter, Ryan. Um, and then to close, this is not quite in the uh, arbitrary triangle, but it's very close. We have the Dover Demon. Oh, sure, sure, sure. You familiar with this one? I remember hearing the concept. I think I remember it mostly because of um, we did that like by state. What's your weird shit by state map thing? Oh, once. sure. This this is probably Massachusetts. I think this was Massachusetts. Is is is. is. So, to quickly tell the story, uh, April 21st and 22nd of 1977 in Dover, Mass, Will Bartlett uh, and two other friends, they were in high school at the time, saw a, they were driving and saw a thing standing on a wall with glowing eyes. He said it had no no tail and an egg-shaped head. And, uh... They saw it from, he guessed, about 10 feet away. Like, they drove right past it. Um, he said it was some kind of creature with long, thin fing- fingers and more human-like than animal. He said it reminded him of a kid with a distended belly. What I've always tried fuck? to guess what it was, but I never had any idea. Motherfucker just saw Humpty Dumpty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Another kid named John Baxter reported seeing the same thing. Uh, that same night, and then the next night, another 15-year-old kid, Abby Brabham, claimed to have seen it on Springdale Avenue. So this was all about two miles apart. Um, Bartlett, who is now a professional painter, drew a picture of it uh, back in 77 and said and wrote on his sketch, I, Bill Bartlett, swear on a stack of Bibles that I saw this creature. All right. <laughs> One would do, bro. We, we're not fucking with you. We need a whole stack of them. Oh, church, church full of Bibles. We got demons, Satanists, emus, cattle mutilation, grave robbery, UFOs, uh, puckwudgies, killer dogs, big cats, giant snakes, thunderbirds, Bigfoot, spook lights, that- flying flying sporting goods it's a hell of a cocktail man it really is 200 square miles i want to um i want to watch the documentary now it's not great oh did you watch it all the way through yeah because oh. i was gonna say the documentary the first half or so is pretty good and then they they focus a lot on the uh the murdery aspects in the second half oh that's a bummer actually at one point yesterday now now that we all are working from home Katie gets subjected to some of the the weird shit that I watch and read about throughout the right, week. Right, right, right. And I was watching this in the living room yesterday, and she actually yelled from her office at one point, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> when they were talking about kid murder for like half an hour at the end of Oh, it. that's not cool. No, it was not great. That's not fun. Just talk more about the fucking fuck putties. <laughs> Yeah, that that got surprisingly little uh, screen time. Well, it's a surprisingly little guy. <laughs> Heyo. 
Touche. Hey, man. So the reason that I asked you at the beginning of all this, whether or not you believe in that stuff is just because I, I, I think I'm simultaneously like intrigued, but also sort of like mega eye rolly about these hotbed locations. Same. Like in some ways it, 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 like if I try to just take it for what it's worth or take it with a grain of salt, but go down the road and go, okay, if there are fucking <laughs> magnetic anomalies or fucking electra electric anomalies that would create things that would cause people to like hallucinate or feel like, you know, something different or unique is happening. Like, yeah, I, I, I get, that in some capacity that would be, you know, in one location, swamp gas rises with these natural conditions and that would create like things people see, like whatever, whatever. I get that that would probably all happen in one spot. No one has ever like really explained to me how any of that shit would work either though. No, no, for sure. I I did read one of the things I saw was like, there's like, there's magnetic sand in the, in the swamp. And I'm like, okay so so then we should be able to recreate that effect with magnets right also you should be able to if i go stand next to a magnet do i see puckwudgies no uh, no i do not <laughs> so so i don't think that's it but that that it, i'll give you like maybe that's part of it but you're gonna have to bring a whole lot more ammo to that fight to make me believe that like that <laughs> could be but i guess what i'm trying to say is like i get that they, like there to and to your point from earlier too like these things would probably be concentrated in an area like the weirdness probably concentrates in an area but simultaneously i feel so like yeah it probably but this is all bullshit because oh oh for sure i I was going on the the premise of like if any of this shit is happening then it would probably be in one area or there would be reasons for it to be in concentrated areas, which is what makes me attracted to these types of stories. But then when it's like, we got dead cows and puckwudgies and fucking Humpty Dumpty on the wall. And it's like, what are we doing here, guys? What is going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's obviously not any one thing, right? Like right. If, if there were some sort of, uh, I don't know what, like people talk about like a gravitational anomaly right. or fucking uh or we're like up against radi- another universe right there and there's like a universal anomaly or something sure so then that explains why we got monkeys in the forest and why satanists are like sacrificing cows there's a wormhole that goes through the planet from fucking south america to <laughs> to massachusetts and that's how the monkeys are getting there they just hop in the portal mm. and landing on the other side but then where are the UFOs coming from? That's a different wormhole. <laughs> and, and where's Bigfoot finding all these police cars? It's a different wormhole, bro. Maybe it's like a Grand <laughs> Central Station-ass wormhole. Mm. So there's just a convergence of wormholes from all the different locations. Sure, sure, sure. I also do love the theory that, like, not the theory, but, like, I think we have talked about on the show before this concept of a unified theory where it's, like, maybe all of these things are just different kinds of like extraterrestrial life that are traveling like to and from different places. Like maybe a fuck pudgy is a fucking (laughs) 
is a fucking like still not what they're called, they, but I, I hear you. No, I think I've just intentionally tried to say it wrong every F- time I've talked about fudge it. Fudge Pucky. A fudge pucky. Like maybe maybe that's just a species from one universe or planet. And maybe Bigfoot is just another species from another planet. And they're all just like it's like that scene. You remember in Men in Black? Where he first goes into like the the back end space yeah. and it's like they're checking all the incoming aliens into fucking Earth and they all look fucking crazy and from different places. Maybe that's it's what like this that, is. but except a swamp in Massachusetts. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that the me- makes perfect sense. The Men in Black base is just thirty feet under a swamp in Massachusetts. But they also keep monkeys there. Uh no, the monkey is just another. It's just another species. Oh, it's a space monkey. Yeah, well, it's like, do you remember the dog Frank from Men in Black? Yes. He's the, was he a space dog? He's the pug with, like, the... He, got, he's, he has, like, a low... pug wudgie? He had, a, he had a fucking New York accent, and he was, like, a pug, and he fucking... Yeah. New York space dog. Yeah, so New York space dog is just, like... That's just, that's just what, like, the monkey's probably, like, Lisa, and she's from, like, fucking, you know, Arizona or whatever. Space Arizona or Arizona, Arizona? Space Arizona. <laughs> Got it. What I'm trying to say is they're just more aliens that just are doing things to make themselves look like they're from Earth. Oh, they're shape. Well, I mean, if you get the shape-shifting thing going with the the fudge puckies, uh, that could explain a lot. So I'm saying. so They're just representing themselves as monkeys or as orbs. Or, or, or mountain lions. dead cows. <laughs> or as dead cows. Cow skulls. That'd be a pretty wild way for a human skull full of beer. That'd be a pretty wild way for them to travel here to be like, no, no, no. Sometimes there's dead cows in fields. So just like drop me down there. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just sit here dead and observe. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of brilliant. Well, maybe they just observe throughout the whole life cycle, you know? It's brilliant until you get. He started as a regular cow and you just had to see it all the way through down to being like dirt and shit. It's brilliant until you get cremated real quick. Yeah, but then, you know, you're still floating around somewhere. All right. Matter can't be created nor destroyed, Ryan. You're still floating around somewhere. I think we just got into, like, Spencer's afterlife theories. They're they're experiencing all parts of of life on Earth, you know, the whole circle. Wow. It's fucking deep, bro. Damn. Someday he'll transform from, you know, he'll become dirt. They'll be a plant, and they'll get eaten, and then he'll be shit, and they'll become a different plant, and then someday he'll transform back to a fuck pudgy. That what a and go home. What a field trip, you know? What a field trip, right? Honey, how was your time on Earth? Oh, it was fun. I lived like seven or eight generations of like (laughs) different life cycles. It was cool. I mean, does anyone remember when the first cow showed up? No. Maybe they've just been here forever. I think that's what what fucking octopi are doing. Nobody remembers they've when the first here. anything showed up. That's what I'm saying, but I think octopuses are the most likely to be running the long con of being like, we'll look sort of like an animal, but we're totally fucking aliens. Right. But if we just like if we just wait this out for like hundreds of generations. This thing's gonna be ours. Yeah. Totally. 
And the human, everybody will lay low. Everybody will think we're just like another weird ocean creature. This whole planet's going to turn into ocean once all the ice caps melt and the fucking... Right. Their sense of time is way different. Like a, a billion or two billion years ain't shit to the, the space octopuses. Totally. They got to... I think we figured it out. They got nothing but time. They got nothing but time. I think we did. I think this... This is it. This is our unified theory of everything we've ever talked about. We just figured it out. Everything, Everything's an octopus. That's my unified theory. Uh, the ubiquitous, they can, ubiquitous octopi. They can kind of shapeshift. Ubiquitous octopus. The ubiquitous octopus. Doing vocal warm-ups an hour in. The human torch. Unique New York. Unique New York. All right, dude. Um, any... Words of wisdom to leave us with today? Uh, no, I'm not wise at all, but I love you guys, and I we appreciate you all very much. We hope you all are continuing to try to stay safe and sane and all of this bullshit. If you want to send us an email, it's hi at whatifpodcast.com. We're at whatifpod on all the socials. Go join the Facebook group. People have been uplifting each other in, uh, in when people need a smile or a high five or a digital hug these days. So go join the Facebook group if you want to hang out with, uh, it's like over, I think there's like, there's at least a th- couple couple million. Couple, at least a couple million in mind now. Um, leave us. We ain't down with killing. We down with chilling. Peace. <laughs> peace. Leave us a voicemail. 612-246. Whoa. 612-246-4614. Wait. Holy shit. Did I forget the phone number? 612-246-4614. Oh, that was a bit fucked. Oh, man. <laughs> And then I completely ruined it's, it. It's my bad. It's fine. <laughs> you, know, you know the name. Look up the number. You know the name. Hit me on my hit me on my beat beat me. Beeper. Hit me on my beeper. Beat me. <laughs> Alright, y'all. We love you. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye.